Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. As always, you are tuned in to Kenton the Steering Team. I should have said that a little bit smoother, but I don't care. We're pushing ahead. As always, you are joined by Philip and myself, Drew. Unfortunately, Kent is a little tied up this week. He is trying to solve the final layer of the Rubik's Cube. Anyway, on with the show. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we are recording on a Tuesday night, so you'll be hearing this on a Thursday as normal. But uh, I've got special plans today on this Thursday that you're hearing this, so I won't be able to uh, record this on the Wednesday night as we usually do. Isn't that right, Drew? Plus, yeah, well, on top of that, we also have plans for the Wednesday night, so yeah. So I'll be recording this and editing this on the Tuesday night and tired for work on the Wednesday. Thank you, Drew. Oh, calm your farm. It's as calm as can be. Trust me, it's worth it. Is it, though? I don't like surprises. What's what, what's happening on the Wednesday night? Despite the fact that this is being heard all right, on right, Thursday. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We are going... I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this. We are going to take you out somewhere. <laughs> that wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. That was mean. Well, how the hell you are you know what's even funnier? By the time the episode airs, you will know what we've done. Yes, I know. Will it make me tired for when I... Ha- will it make me not be able to sleep? Or will it limit my sleep on Maybe the Thursday night? Maybe a good night's will sleep. It? Maybe, yeah. What is it? It's excitement. It's fun. It's something you like. Is that's it? about as help. Yeah, and that's about as much of a hint as I'm giving you. Okay. Speaking of something else that I like, um, just because I can't really think of what else to say, um, <laughs> it's interesting that the uh, Olympics are on still, because they finish on Sunday, I think. Jeez, that's gone by quick. Hasn't it just? Way too quick. Hasn't it just? Um, yeah, the Olympics is on, and uh, oh, someone's just, I've got actually got the TV on now, as I tend to do when I'm recording this and having the TV on mute, but thankfully it's sports, so it doesn't really matter, you don't really need commentary if you don't want it. Um, someone's just fallen over in some sort of ski event, which is brilliant because that happens all the time. Um, but the Bob's sleigh, Bob's sleigh, Jesus Christ, Bob's sleigh, Bob's sleigh is probably one of my favorite events and it's been happening a lot this week. I'm very, very happy. However, I'm also a little bit disappointed by the Bob's sleigh because after watching a luge or skeleton or two man luge, when you watch Bob's sleigh, it looks pathetic because it's just slow and it's like they're sending a bathtub down an ice track. Okay. Yeah, yes. it kind of does. Yeah, well, it, yeah. It, it's what's well, either a giant yeah. shoe or a bathtub, and it just crashes its way down against walls and stuff, and it's a bit messy. But um, yeah, bobsleigh is fantastic. We need to we need to do a, a bobsleigh thing one time. Where and how do you intend for us to do this? I don't know. We'll we'll oh, we'll climb oh, up the top men. of okay. Yeah, we'll we'll climb up the top of like Mount Panorama. We'll just push a bathtub off the edge and jump in it. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's a I'm, bit I'm like down that. for it. I've just I've just taken a leaf out of your book and put the Olympics on. Yep. Yep. Two men or two women? Oh, two women. Oh, yeah. It was interesting. Women, so yeah. the other night, Monday night, Monday night, uh, there was a tie for first place in the two man bobsleigh uh, run. Germany and and uh, Canada tied for first, and it was down to the the hundredth of a second, Jeez. which is fantastic. Yeah, they did like one minute. 28.58 or something like that. It was just phenomenal that it was a tie. 
And mm. it was a tie. It was awesome. It was great to watch. Interesting to watch. I can't believe that it was a tie, but it was anyway. So that's pretty cool. It um, does happen every once in a blue moon yes. throughout the Olympics. Yes, it does. A tie for first. I wonder how many... Do they make the gold medals beforehand and they just hope that there's not enough ties that they run out of medals the medals are there ready to go how many do they have and i i don't know but but to my understanding they do the engraving you know like after the ceremony's done they have to give the medal back get it engraved and then they receive it back again oh okay unless they have the same like three gold medals that they just give out and hopefully that'll do and then it's after the event then they go okay we'll send you a gold medal in the mail here are the Olympic athletes from Russia before, uh, running down their bobsleigh thing. No graphics thing on it. It looks like it's about to fall apart, yeah, doesn't it? It does. Well, that's bobsleigh. It looks like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so they have lots of gold medals beforehand, I'm assuming, then, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting, that. Indeed. Anyway, uh, how are you going after last week's episode? I've been a bit curious, you know. You, you always get a little bit. Um edgy after we have james on the show um well as we know it was my birthday so it was fine i just kind of brushed it aside and left it at that oh suppress the thoughts suppress the thoughts i thought he was quite pleasant (laughs) Mm. yeah it wasn't the worst it was all right that's the most backwards compliment no it was was, no 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 it was okay it was okay it was okay Ah, uh, it was good fun. Yeah, and while, while I while I remember, James, I'm terribly sorry. On Saturday, I forgot to message you, call you, whatever it would have been to wish you for your birthday. So I thought, what better way to do it than to wish you a very belated birthday here on the show this week. Happy birthday for Saturday. I hope you had a fantastic day, mate. Well, him and I, I exchanged really brief birthday wishes after we finished recording. We, he, he said, no, nah, yep. The, you know, yeah, well done. I, I and I remember. said, "Yeah, you too." And that was that was good. That's about as close your... as we got to sentimental in any sort of way, or kind in any sort of way. And that's as close as we'll ever get. So that's your way of not wishing him right now on the show. No, no, no. happy birthday to him. Um, he, he, you know, the, the more birthdays he has, the closer he is to death. Just like myself, um, wow. I'm hoping that uh, he wins and I'm around longer. But we'll see. We'll see if I get hit by a car or something like that, or struck down by lightning. Never know. Never know. I mean, because of course, uh, you know, it, it won't be down to my diet that I die because uh, I mean, I had a salad the other week. He ate us, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Phil ate a salad. Mm-hmm. Two salads, actually. No, actually, I've had three salads since that that's happened. And <laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean like a little bit of salad on the side. I mean I've had steaks and I've had salad on the side. You know, like a pub steak. No one ever touches it, but I just chose to eat it. But. Um, no, I've had proper salads just as it's the main meal. And I can can tell you, I've never felt more depressed in my life that eating a salad is my main meal. I need to connect a GoPro to you just so I can see this happen. Well, it'd be like when you have a, a, a dog running around with a, a GoPro on. It would just be a bit chaotic. Not much going on and then suddenly everything happening at once. Ooh, Switzerland. Mm. It's interesting when I, like, I don't, I don't know why I'm bringing it up on the show, but when I, when I was asleep <laughs> last night... I woke up thinking oh, that no. there had been a because of the storms that we when when I say woke up last night I mean uh, this morning I mean Tuesday morning I woke up Tuesday morning thinking that because of the rain that had happened overnight on Monday um, that my ceiling had leaked or something like that because there's bits of water everywhere but then I realised that I'd I'd just been drooling in my sleep and pulled my hand in the drool and had been waving my hand around so therefore I'd waved drool all over everywhere it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> 
Yes. Because I, I, I started feeling around on my bed. I was like, is there, like, there's spots of water. Like, is there's, I can't see any hole in the ceiling. And then I realized, oh, that's my face. I think this is just another sign of you aging. After you've um, hit the quarter century, uh, things like drool just start becoming a little well, more common. Well, that's been happening for several years now. Every now and then I turn into a, a vegetable. I'll be sitting there watching TV and I'll start, or just even staring off into space, and I'll notice I'm drooling and I'll have, like, dribble everywhere. I can't believe it. Mm. But not just like, oh, whoops, I dribble. Like, I'll be actually drooling, like, on down my shirt or something like that. And it's just a bit sad. Yeah. You know, it's also a little bit sad. I'm, I'm just going to steal the segue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, found out in uh, some really weird movie news today that Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle has become the second highest grossing film for Sony Pictures oh, of all time. Geez. I need to sneeze. <laughs> is that the first sneeze? I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it yeah, is. I think um, it I, yeah, I can't believe it's that. Knocked, it's knocked Spider-Man 2 out, and it's now um, second to the original Spider-Man. Well, what what else has Sony done? Sony? Do they mean just Sony Pictures, or do they mean like Sony, like Columbia and it's TriStar? Col- Colum- Columbia, TriStar, any production from Sony. Are you serious? But, yeah. Okay, so let's think about it. Like, well, Spider-Man's Columbia, and so Godzilla was- 1998, that absolute yeah. masterpiece. Still one of my favourite movies? Um, not necessarily um, a popular film with the critics or with grown-ups, but the Smurfs films, I would have thought they would have made a ton of money. No, what else has been done by them? Um, looking at the shelf, the original Jumanji, of course. Um, Goosebumps, uh, Pixels. No, just they're the all, last few no, years. Yeah, I, oh, Charlie's Angels, one and two. No, I yeah no. There's got to be some winners out there. There's got to be some big things out there. Well, Charlie's Angels was huge. Uh, Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Hmm. Yes, that one should be up there. Um, do you prefer the um, Schwarzenegger version or do you prefer the um, Farrell version? Farrell. Really. Couple of reasons. First reason, I don't remember very much of the Schwarzenegger one. It's been a very long time since I've last seen it. But to my understanding as well, the Farrell one is a little closer to the book as well. But at the same time, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a difference between which one has a better leading man and which one is the better overall film. I don't think that that determines it, so to speak. Hey, Jamie. Jamie. I'm sorry. Sorry. Jamie. Uh, what's wrong with your head? Uh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. So good. What, what Put line? that cookie down. Stop eating other people's lunches. I really don't have that many Look, Sony it's films. A I'm just it's tearing a apart Wanna the shelf. Pet my ferret? Yeah, you can pet it. It's a ferret. Ferret. Oh, Schwarzenegger, what a legend. He should be... This year's uh, award recipient of some super award from like the Emmys or the I don't know some big award ceremony. Yeah, he didn't. I don't know. Just give him anything. He deserves everything. The world, give him the world. I'd like to. 
I'd like to see the Oscars give him some kind of achievement award for all the blockbusters, and the only suitable way of doing that would be for the gift to be pre- or the award to be presented to him by the only true successor to his position in the industry, which is obviously The Rock. Yeah, that's true. However, he's never been quite good at accents. <laughs> he's only got one accent. Awesome. That's the accent. <laughs> legendary. I can't do his voice. But anyway, you know, if he said legendary, that's what he would be. Mm. Yes, that. Sony don't make hit movies. I'm really realizing this right now. I'm, but I really I'm, like their movies, but there's just not a lot of hit ones. I do too. You yeah. know what I'm shattered about? And I cannot stand and I think it's a disgrace and a travesty is that Fast and Furious 7 is the highest grossing movie for Universal or something like that. Is it really? Yeah, what a disgrace. What a crap piece of shit that was. I like no, the film, the, but not enough for it to be All that. the films in that series, after two, are flaming pieces of shit, and one and two are just shit, but I love them. But the rest of them are just... Tripe. No, one's, one's brilliant, two is slow. But it's funny. I've only, I've only realised that after re-watching it, how slow <laughs> hey, it is. Hey, Barnsey. It's funny. Three, weirdly enough, is actually quite underrated. Yeah, I agree. It's so weird. Except for the fact... Because it was fact, so bad when it came out. But except for the fact that in, in the they've changed it so that in the timeline it sits between number six and number seven. But in... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. But not it's only really that, old. though. But not only that, though. Number three, they have cars that are really old, even though they're from Japan, where they, these particular cars are made. Um, in the year... It's not even... It's not even the cars, it's the mobile phones. Well, the mobile fi- phones, the smart, uh, the, the uh, MP3 players, everything's kind of out, out of date, yet it's supposed to sit between 6 and 7, which was in the year, like, 2015 or so. Like, it just, it's, what it is, is the fact that the people that really enjoy these movies, no offense, Drew, are fucking idiots. It means that they get away with shit cheap lousy writing and crap rewrite rewrites like making number three between six and seven like they just get away with it because people that watch it are lazy and slow and stupid and don't pay attention and aren't in it for actual like intelligence they're just in it for absolute garbage and they just suck people drive all their money because they know that people will happily go and watch this tripe yeah but they're not as much anymore. I think after seven, eight, eight sold well-ish, but not nearly as big as they thought it was going to be. Well, well, I think what it is, is that the writers and the producers are idiots and they thought that people wanted to go and see number seven because they thought that they cared about seeing number seven. They wanted to see what would happen when, now that Paul Walker's dead, how they would imp- uh, superimpose Paul Walker's face onto his brother and how would they do that? That's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see Paul Walker in his last movie, and then what does it look like if it's his brother? That's how they wanted to see it. They didn't go to see it because they were like, oh, man, Vin Diesel's a terrific actor, and this is going to be a great movie. Like, this this film's going to be so interesting. No, they went to see it because they're like, oh, he's dead now. Let's go and see what's happened now that he's, you know, not there. Um, number eight didn't do that well because no one cares anymore. There's no big, you know, headline act leading up to this movie. Free they public, need to make publicity. They, they need to find a way to make them care because they've still got to make two more. They got to find a way to do Fast it. Ten. If they leave it, but if they leave it at the eighth film, 
that will just tick off more people than it would if you continued. Well, I've not seen because it. it's not it's not a comfortable spot to end on. But by they're not a comfortable means. film to watch. Mm, they they can be depending on the film. Well, if you get a hammer and you hit yourself over the head, then they're quite easy to watch. It's actually a really interesting, exciting, fun movie to watch if you've hit yourself with a hammer and you got blood pouring out of your nose. Um, the Interesting Interesting thing is if they don't get it to number 10 and have number 10 as fast 10 your seatbelts, uh, then <laughs> then I will go and burn the studios down or, or shut down Universal. That's like how Liam Neeson needs to make a fourth Taken film where his family just expect him to come and, you know, save them again and they call it Taken for Granted. Yes. <laughs> or have an, introduce a new character called Grant. have his last name as Ed taken hey, for granted we, we didn't go to see The Commuter <laughs> we didn't go to see The Commuter we didn't go see um, three, three Billbirds out of something Missouri uh, yeah we're, we're a bit behind we on our movies we didn't go and see we can still see Itonia. that's not an issue what else did we go and see we didn't see another one that, that had come out mm, there's a few but have you gone and seen Black Panther yet I'll go on either Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night. Oh man, what are you doing? Well, when, have I, you when want... would I have had a chance to go see it? So Tonight? last last no, I was busy. I had I had dinner. Dinner. Well, yeah, yeah. Wh- what boys' night dinner? Yeah, hang out with friends. You go see the movie with them. They've all gone to see it. They will see it again because it's that good. No, because they don't do what we do and go and see movies a thousand times. They see it once and go, yeah, it's good. So I couldn't see it on Thursday night. I I couldn't see Wednesday night. I couldn't see it Thursday night. I couldn't see it Friday night. I couldn't see it Saturday night. I couldn't see it Sunday night. I couldn't see it Monday night. I can't see it tonight because I'm here. I can't see it tomorrow night because you guys are doing something and I would have gone and seen it tomorrow, but now we're going to do something else and not being told what it is. I can't see it Thursday night because I'll be so exhausted. <laughs> I might be able to see it Friday night or Saturday night or Sunday night. So back off. I'll see it. If it's Sunday night, I'll go with you. Okay. We'll go Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Uh, so, you discovered the um, the Asian John Oliver. I did. I'll have to post this picture on the Facebook page. I did. I was watching, again, the bobsleigh, and they uh, were panning the crowd and then there was an a fella that looked exactly like John Oliver but of Asian descent and I might go and tag it on tag him in it on the uh, interwebs and see if he sees it and acknowledges it otherwise it's fine but he looks like John Oliver he does mm, he I really, really does. need to put WD-40 on this chair it's driving me insane now send the photo to last week tonight's Facebook page yes I'll have to <gasps> Jamaica's on Oh, I'm not. Mine's rewinded because I had to go back and take a picture of Asian John Oliver. I need to fast forward this. You need to fast forward. Jamaica's on the two the 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 two women. Oh, Jamaica! Isn't there one where there's like four people in the bobsleigh? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I, the movie was it's, all about. It's really funny that you bring that up because we were going to talk about um, Cool Runnings, and I didn't realize it was a. It was actually a. I mean, I realized it was a true story, but I didn't realize how close it was a true story. I thought it was just like taking the piss out of Jamaica kind of you true said story. just before that you didn't realize it was a true story 
No, but what I meant was like I I knew it I knew it was, <laughs> but I didn't know it was to the extent of that's and, what and happened. And why? And why did you think it wasn't true? Because John Candy was in it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> Shut up. No logic. None what? at all. John Candy was in it. Why would it be a true story? How is he the deciding factor? Because <laughs> he's in planes, trains, and automobile, and Uncle Buck, and Home Alone. Yeah. Why didn't? Was he well? Well, he was he was he playing a real fat person, or was the guy not really fat in the movie in real life? I don't remember. And. Oh. I'm just enjoying watching all these people with the Jamaican flags dancing about watching... They only go for Jamaica because of the movie. If it wasn't for the movie, they wouldn't care. Have a look at the the writing for Jamaica on their suits. It's the Jurassic Park font. It is too. It really is. Wow. Even, even the, the line in the middle of each letter yeah. as well. And the green. Ooh. Ooh, the ice hockey's on after the break. Well, I don't know. But yeah, no, you see, okay, I knew that it was a true story, but I didn't know it was, like, I, I thought it was just about the fact that Jamaica was competing in competing in the Winter Olympics. I didn't realize that the actual story about it was true. Did they really crash on their final run and, like, do a really crap effort and actually being a really, really underwhelming, you know... Everything. Outcome? Most of what happened in the film is true. The the the, um, the ending is true, yeah. So they crashed. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Poor guys. And they walked and they walked it to the end. They're supposed to get off the track straight away. That's that's a violation I'd <laughs> disqualify them. Alright, well I'll but look that. it up. How about that? Yeah, good thing. The true the true story of cool runnings. That's true. Remember how Australia used to have really good Olympic athletes and now we just kind of have average athletes? I mean, mind you, I know we're watching the Winter Olympics and we're not meant to perform well here, yet our television coverage feels absolutely satisfied with showing Australia doing a shithouse job when there's actually really exciting contests going on for first place. Yet we want to see Australia do a lackluster crap job and finish like 40,000 or something like that. We haven't had a good team since 2000. Do you remember how good it was then? We had we had athletics covered and we had swimming covered and we had everything else in between just kind of... Yeah, yep, sure and then it. it all fell by the wayside when we went to Athens in 2004. Mind you, every Olympics thing fell by the wayside in Athens 2004. That was a shocking Olympics. But I remember it. I remember it. I remember that they hadn't finished the swimming stadium and they forgot to put a roof on it, so therefore it was just an outdoor stadium. And then we mm. went to Beijing, and it was suddenly way over the top. Apparently, they they stopped cars being allowed to drive in Beijing for three days, except for if you, like, really lived in the city. So they banned cars for driving around it for the three days leading up to the, the Olympics, and you could actually see the city by the end of three days. Like, the smog cleared so fast. It's phenomenal. What have you found about Cool Runnings? I'm just looking up the guy that John Candy played. He wasn't that big. Oh, then it's not a true story. He's not small either. Why didn't they hire, um, what's his name? 
uh, something Steve Martin. Why didn't they hire Steve Martin to do it? Because John Candy, oddly enough, seems more appropriate than Steve Martin. Do you reckon that John Candy's name is intentionally a... Or was intentionally, like, a kind of ironic name? You mean candy as in overweight? Because he liked candy. Uh, <laughs> Do you reckon? He's he's dead. This is not a discussion. Oh, you won't mind. Oh my goodness! No, I don't. Okay. I don't think that that there is a connection. Uh, the team, consisting of Devin Harris, Dudley Stokes, Michael White, Freddie Powell, and last-minute replacement Chris Stokes, debuted at the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, Alberta. The team was coached by Howard Seiler, an Olympic bobsledder for the United States in 1972 and 80. They quickly became very popular, largely because of their status as the ultimate underdog story of the Games. Alongside the novelty of a tropical country competing in a cold-weather sport, the team had very little experience going down a bobsled track and borrowed spare sleds from other countries to compete. In a show of sporting camaraderie across national boundaries, other bobsledders were quick to give them guidance and support. They did not officially finish after losing control of the sled and crashing during one of their qualifiers. The movie Cool Runnings is loosely based on their experience at the 88 games. And now they show up every year just to try and get people to pull out the DVD one more time. I wonder if it's evolved to Blu-ray yet. (laughs) Speaking of Blu-ray, you know what's retarded? So, okay, well, first of all, it's retarded that you've never seen um, Dumb and Dumber. I find that absolutely shocking and we need to watch that one day. Oh, God, you had to bring that up. (laughs) Well, have you not seen Dumb and Dumber? I just haven't. That's Good that's grief. like one of the the most watched movies in my life. I think I've never watched it because it is it's so just... good. It's such a classic comedy. It's like one of the best comedies I've ever seen. It's just completely funny, start to finish. There, there are a number of Farrelly Brothers films that I have not seen. No, but lots of them are shit ass. They've done a really crap job in making movies lately. Yeah, Dumb and Dumb is kind of the peak, and I, I don't guess... I think it's about them making bad films. I think that their brand of humour is no longer appreciated, and the only reason the old films are appreciated is because of their age. No, because Dumb and Dumber is genuinely hilarious. Not because of its age, because it, it, it is well yeah, but if that jokes. movie, Yeah, but if that movie was made and released right now... It'd be hilarious. You know why it would be hilarious today? Because it's just... It is just genuine, like the the idea that there's there's one scene in it where um, Jim Carrey just says, "Hey, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?" And then just goes, Aah! "Like it's just, yeah, it's just funny." We'll watch it, and you'll see that it's not just because it's an old movie that it's now like nostalgic. It's because it's just hilarious. Oh, here you go. You got it. They didn't carry the sled over the line. Good. Because they were disqualified. <laughs> Good. No, because they would have been disqualified then and would just held up everyone else. 
The 88 team was the inspiration for the film Cool Runnings. The characters in the film are fictional, although original footage of the crash during a qualifier is used during the film. The film's depiction of the post-crash rescue was changed to show the bobsledders carrying the sled over the line on their shoulders for dramatic effect. That's bullshit. That's cheating. That's Disney. Disney lies. (laughs) Oh, and now they've got on the TV the, um... This 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 big sport that Norway's amazing at that wins all the time because we're legends. What is this? Oh, Norway missed one. Uh, it is a um, it's the like decath or the biathlon or something like that where they have to ski for like massive amounts. Then they have to go like they have to shoot standing up, lying down, and then kneeling at at three different spots, and they have to slow their heart rate down so fast to hit this tiny little target. Why is it's one, the most, one of the most shooting? intense things. Because they've arrived at different times. Jeez. It's it's amazing though. And Norway do, does such a great job of it every year. So in Australia, we see about four and a half seconds of it. Um, in uh, Norway and Europe and stuff like that, we watch the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. The whole thing. It's pretty cool. Um, True commitment. Yeah, uh, what are we talking about? So, bobsleigh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. So, Dumb and Dumber is really funny. We'll watch it. We'll sit down and watch it. If we take, for example, Dumb and Dumber 2 versus Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber 2 was one of the, the most recent films that they've... they've well, was the most recent film they've done. They haven't done anything for a long time. So, they had a long time to write this with original or the same original cast. And so, it was like, okay, what can you do this time? And they did a shit job of it because they just tried to rehash the same jokes instead of coming up with something new or something equally as funny. Because they couldn't. Because the original one is actually really funny. Hmm. Like, it's just funny. It's just, it's different humor that, that people don't tap into or hadn't tapped into. And, you know, you know how, like, some movies just wins because it's like, this is really funny. And then another movie is really funny because it's just a different sort of funny. This was a different funny. And it was so good. All right, all right, I'll watch it. Yeah, not all right, all right, I'll watch it. We are going to watch it. Okay. It's never been a thing of not watching it. It's just You told me you don't want to watch it because you think it's crap. No, I'm joking. You never said that. Thank you. Never. (laughs) I have just never gotten around to it. Well, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch it. Next time time we have an Impractical Jokers night, we're going to have a Dumb and Dumber night. All right. I like the sound of that. I'm... I am very much a fan of old Farrelly Brothers films. Okay. Me, myself, and Irene is very funny. That's one of There's my favorite There's something movies. about Mary is the gold standard for me. I, I think that film is amazing. But I've just never got around to Dumb and Dumber. Me, my, me myself, and Irene is, is one of my favorite movies as well. It's such a sweet mm. movie, but just hilarious. It's amazing that it broke the record for the number of F words used. But they're... But I think all their films are sweet. Look at something about Mary. There is so much sweetness in that, even though it, it is this gross-out comedy. Mm. And that's why there's this sort of innocence to Dumb and Dumber. The point I was going to make on Dumb and Dumber, because we mentioned Blu-ray, is that... So there was a theatrical release, which I have on DVD. The theatrical release is not available on Blu-ray. It's only the unrated version. And the unrated version is sad, because... So the theatrical release is really innocent feeling, and they just feel like they're idiots... And they get themselves in bad situations, and you know there's a there's an extra scene that's not in the unrated version, which is infuriating. That they cut something from the unrated version instead of leaving all the bits in. They cut ten seconds, and it was one of the best scenes in the movie. 
They cut it from, from the unrated version. It's just a crap, crap idea. I'm so annoyed at it. Anyway, the, <coughs> excuse me, the unrated version has kind of like of the time homosexual jokes and like hints and stuff like that. And it's like, what are you doing? This isn't funny. Like, it's not a good addition to the movie. It's really disappointing that they don't have the theatrical version on Blu-ray. Maybe it's just not available on the Blu-ray in Australia. It's not. Anyway, it's not. I've looked it up. Oh, that's annoying. They've not released it because they think that they're doing a good job. It's like they've gone all George George Lucas on this. It's disgraceful. Very upset by it. Uh, I can't even... I can't even legally obtain a download of the movie. (laughs) Theatrical release. Legally? Yes. (laughs) I was was just thinking about... um, about films where we've seen an edit come across from the theatrical cut to the DVD or the Blu-ray or anything like that. And I have a weird example that that I think is quite poignant, and that's Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Mm-hmm. I wasn't kidding when I said weird. Like, There's a scene toward the end of the movie when the two families are facing off with this big battle at the lake... And they're not going to compete. And then the oldest daughter from Steve Martin's family mm. is heavily pregnant and she marches up to Eugene Levy, pokes him in the chest and goes, you've just pissed off one seriously pregnant woman. And they completely cut that scene out of the DVD and the Blu-ray release. Why? No idea why. No idea why. Isn't- and, and I'm... I wasn't imagining it either because I have at some point in the past seen a copy of the film that was filmed in a cinema back in the day. Isn't and the scene is there? I thought that wasn't Dennis Quaid in Into Brothers doesn't too. Didn't they no. swap Steve Martin out? No. Oh. You saw the other movie, Yours, Mine, and Ours. Oh right, that's the knockoff version. That's. <laughs> But it's a different film. It's about a husband and a wife with twelve who kids. Each had kids from <laughs> separate relationships, and it equals twelve. And it yeah brought them together to become a massive family. What was that really sweet movie with? I think it might have been Chevy Chase, where they the end of it is they're in like San Francisco or something like that, and they the, him and this like boy, which is the boy of the new wife, pretty much his stepson. They end up ha- having like this really sweet like father son moment playing catch. I don't know. Doesn't matter. That, doesn't, doesn't that sounds too sweet for Chevy. Um, I really want to watch uh, Rain Man. I think soon one day. It's been years since I watched. Yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. it for years. That's why I want to watch it. Like, it's excellent, but mm. damn, it's been a long time. My grandma and your grandma sitting by the fire. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. <coughs> I'm going to regret this once I actually put it on and watch it again, but I wouldn't mind sitting and watching Castaway again soon. Who ever regrets watching Castaway? You regret it around an hour and 45 minutes in because you realize what a slog it actually is. Once you get to the end, you're like, oh yeah, man, what an incredible film. But there's this point about halfway in where you're like, man, what am I doing with myself? No, I've never had that moment watching Castaway. Castaway is such Seriously? an amazing... No, Castaway is, Castaway is such an amazing movie that it doesn't... No, I don't have a oh, moment. I, I love it, but I'm sorry. For me, it does not have the Titanic effect where the three hours fly by. I, no, I do have that effect with Titanic, though. I do have that feeling with Titanic. 
but I love Titanic to death and I will even though I have that feeling I will never stop you never stop once you start watching it you finish it and I never oh, yeah, had yeah. that feel I've had that feeling with Titanic but never had that with Castaway Castaway is not a chore at any point and it's never a oh what am I what doing it's, like, not, it's, just... it's not even it's not even that it's a chore like I, I love it it's just that I get to that point I'm like man I forget this is actually like mine is that I get like, sad Oh, you can't not. Like, I get just Tom, shattered. Oh, so Tom sad. Tom Hanks should never be sad. <laughs> I know, that, I'm you, feeling you sad now because of Tom Hanks being sad. I can't look at him being sad. <laughs> when it's he just... cries. It's like the no. movie Terminal. Oh. It's like Terminal. When he cries as the lost kind of foreigner in the airport and he's just like, oh. he, he wants to go to um, Krakoya and or just like uh, Krakoja and he just wants to get out to the city and get the signature and go home for his father. And it's just like, Oh, I can't watch this. Like Tom Hanks being sad, seeing his country in war, and he he's lost and he's alone and he can't speak the language. Oh, um, I can't do it. It just it breaks my heart. It I just get so sad watching Tom Hanks be sad. I can't deal with him being sad in Forrest Gump. That's the one that breaks me. Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm really really sad do that. now. I can't when he's really when he's it. talking about Jenny. Oh no. I I love you, Jenny. I can't do it. And then his little son, Forrest Jr. Oh. And then he's sad talking about, and that's the day that you die, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Oh, no, I can't do it. This is terrible. I can't do this. Jeez, he's worked with Spielberg so many times. It's because they're legendary. I'm just looking at my Spielberg shelf and... Senor Spielberg. It's just the Hanks show. Hanks. Hanks Aria. The only thing, the only um, film of theirs that I'm missing on the shelf is Saving Private Ryan. That film makes me sad too. Because I don't, I don't even remember the last time I watched it. it would have been well, let's 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 ago. binge watch Hanks movies soon, and Dumb and Dumber, uh, just to make us feel happy at the end. If we're having a Hanksathon, I'm bringing one of the best Hanks movies of all time with me. The Burbs. Earn this. When do they say it's, that? When do they say, earn this? When does he Tom Hanks say, earn this? When? Come on, think about it. When does he say, earn this? What movie earn does this. he say, earn this in? He leans into someone and says, earn this. What, from the post? No. No? Um, what is it? It's not Catch Me If You Can, no. is it? No. Do you give up? Yep. It is Saving Private Ryan after he's been shot, and then... Oh, it is. And then he leans into Ryan and says, earn this. Earn his oh, life. Earn all the people that have died for him. I remember. Live your life. Uh, earn this. You, you gotta watch The Burbs. Okay. It's young Hanks with Laura Dern's dad, Bruce Dern, legend that he is. They're all, um, they live in this quiet suburban neighborhood only to find that there's this creepy family that seems to have moved into the house at the end of the street. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out what the deal is with this creepy family. Sounds like Disturbia. But it's better. like a... It's like a really comedic version of Disturbia. If Except I... it doesn't have John Lithgow. No, but hang on. I want to double check my facts before I go and 
explain who else was in it. Come on, please let me be correct here. Yep. Go back to the back to the eighties here. Uh, back to the past. No, Doc, right. we're going back to the future. Yep. Yep. So. Yes. <laughs> playing Hanks's wife in the film is Carrie Fisher. Wow. Oh, and Corey Feldman's in it as well, which makes it even better. <laughs> Corey Feldman. It's a really good film. Okay, The Burbs. We'll watch that too. So I guess yeah. next Impractical Jokers Night we'll watch. By the way, everyone watching Practical Jokers, except for my mother, who thinks that it's a cringeworthy, uncomfortable, unfunny thing, which I completely disagree with. I, I feel like my mum will have the same feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see it at all. I, 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 I see it, but I think it's just so funny and sweet. Like, the, the guys are such good friends. And yet... <coughs> excuse me. You just got to think about it from that point of view. Is it just being friends? Just having fun with friends? And it's not the public being the butt of the joke. It's them being the butt of the joke. It's it's the reverse, you know, kind of uh, candid camera thing. It's not the public getting pranked. It's them getting pranked. And that's why I love it. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. It is. So next time we have an Impractical Jokers night, we'll watch Impractical Jokers, and then we'll have to watch a Dumb and Dumber to round it out. Agreed. Good. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, it is 41 minutes into it. Shall we get to uh, a uh, certain segment, or should we, you know, pat it out a bit more? Stall. <laughs> yeah. Which we can, because there, there is the burbs. No worries. You just sent me a picture of the burbs. That's what I will go into. Just read now. read the read the, the synopsis out loud. <laughs> An overstressed suburbanite and his fellow neighbours are convinced that the new family on the block are part of a murderous satanic cult. Oh. Nice, yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No worries. It's really twisted and funny. <laughs> I can oh, get on that. Dear. I was going to mention quickly as well, the Yellowstone National Park hasn't erupted, the supervolcano. Um, yeah. What's a caldera? I don't know. What is a caldera? I don't know what a caldera is. If someone knows what a caldera is, write it on the Facebook page. Of course, if you write on our Facebook page, you get a chance to be on the show if you uh, if you just request. And of course, we can uh, rearrange the times that we record. As you can tell, we're recording, well, as we've already said, we're recording on a Tuesday, so that we're flexible when we record, as long as it's released by that next Thursday, or that Thursday. Uh, mm. So let us know if you want to be on the, on, on the show, and you don't have to be like, oh, what do I talk about? Well, what the hell do you think we do? We don't sit there. We think sit here going, what are we going to talk about? And we just start talking, and then one thing leads to another, and we kind of talk. So don't be like, oh, but I wonder what I want to talk about. Whatever you We've want. We've had a few people say that, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk what about. Would I, what, what would I talk about? Well, oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It. And I just sit here and weather. I start talking. Oh, and on the on the subject of volcano warnings, there, there is another volcano warning that that came up. Um, was an island off the coast of Costa Rica, um, Isla Nubla. Oh, a, get that was just volcano not a good... warning there. Oh, that's not a good transition. If you want some footage of what could be quite a horrendous <coughs> eruption, uh, be sure to check out the trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Is that out in April? 
No, we have to wait till like July or something. <laughs> oh my god. No, but you know what else is out? Um April is Avengers. Oh, is it? And when's the yeah, Han Solo we, movie? We, it's in May. May. And you know what else is, is coming out soon? Quite soon is the John Krasinski movie called something, but I can't tell because I'm not. A quiet place. A quiet place that looks fantastic. Just having to be quiet, and then boom, noise. That would be great. I hope that like. Yeah, yeah. No, you say. Jurassic World June seven. Okay, that's no, that's bad. Um, I hope a, I hope a quiet place is actually really like it's a like almost a silent movie for the first like half hour. That'd be really cool. Creepy, but cool. Yeah, I don't want it to be like quiet for the first like five minutes, like we've seen in the trailer, and then it's just noisy. I want it to be quiet for a long time. That would be really interesting movie. I feel like it's going to be like talk, quiet, 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 screaming. Yeah, maybe. And then maybe quiet to end it. Yeah, true. But yes, if you want to be on the show, again, don't fear not knowing what to talk about, because we never do. And when we have a new person to talk to, we just start with other conversations and it quite gets quite interesting. Um, yeah. Or if you do have something that you want to talk about, let us know and we'll organize it. And we can either talk about it for you or you can come on the show and talk about it with us. Um, of course, if you're on the show, you are ugh, almost guaranteed, as it turns out, to be given uh, the winner of this segment for the week. That segment, of course, is the Sick Kent of the Week. And Drew, we have a inductee this week, don't we? Yes, we we do. Uh, some some call her an inspiration. Others <laughs> call her the proverbial paint drying on the wall. Yes, um, she has been compared to the likes of um, Stephen Bradbury or uh, what's his name, Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, um, and in that, Bo- both of whom, let's take note, were actually rather successful. Eddie the Eagle wasn't successful. He was rather just rubbish. <laughs> he just survived somehow, flailing down mo- the the jump. He got a movie made about it. Yeah, him. that's true. Um, this is Elizabeth Sweeney, nineteen um, year old America uh, American, uh, who she in her life has done such things as run against Arnold Schwarzenegger to be the race to be uh, uh, in the race to be uh, Californian governor. Didn't win that. Um, but for the Olympics, she's entered herself in the Winter Olympics and has done completely not very great. Dead last, in fact, uh, in the Dunhill Halfpipe uh, women's competition. Um, what she did was she entered uh, under the uh, in the Hungarian leagues because her grandmother is Hungarian, so therefore she can um, compete because of her d- uh, descent. Um, in a league that is somewhat less competitive, like the and I guess it say, says here under far more favourable qualification rules, uh, is the Hungarian league. Um, what did she do? Do Drew? She uh, did that. She used to go to all the events that um, that that coincided with with better events and stuff like that. So therefore, all the the top running skiers weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> So, for her to qualify, she had to be in the top 30 at a number of, um, what is it? It's top 30 in the world, isn't it? Yeah. So, she would compete in World Cups 
that she knew that a number of top skiers would not be attending. And that would automatically have people, uh, or, or less than 30 people competing, up to 28 people. So it'd mean that she'd be automatically yep. in there. She'd automatically qualify. So she and did this just- for like two years or something like that, or a couple of years, just going to all these events, systematically ticking them off the calendar, going to these events that the good people wouldn't be at. So therefore she'd always be in the top 28, or oh, top 30, sorry. Uh, and it means that she's qualified for the Olympics. And at the Olympics, she did a thoroughly average job. She did not do any sort of special trick besides on the last turn or last, um, I guess, half pipe peak. She would she turned around and went backwards. But that was about it. She pretty much just slid from one side, like a marble in the bathtub, one side to the other side to the other side again and back again just back and forth back and forth and that was all she did the whole way down just completely pathetic but you know what she made it to the olympics she was what did she say she said i didn't qualify for the finals so i'm really disappointed with that but i worked really uh for several years to achieve this i think she she worked hard to get there she did so she she rocked up and look she did it so you know Good effort to her. She did a great job in actually just her lackluster performances, but her very intelligent way of thinking around how to get there um, and very cunning plan of getting there worked. And she got to the Olympics and she competed in the Olympic Games. Uh, it's something that I haven't done that I probably will never do. I won't ever do, actually, because I can't be bothered. Um, nor am I very good at anything. Uh, so, yeah, good on her. Well done to her because she did <laughs> she did something. She's at the Olympic Games. She made it. Yeah. Because she worked the system to get there. But that's what it's all about. No, you don't necessarily have to be the best. You just have to be the smartest sometimes. (coughs) Because the smartest person goes down a half pipe and does a 180. And that's the greatest trick they can do. No, but she's in the Olympic Games. She can forever say, former Olympian. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty cool. She didn't say she was an Olympian. Well, that's why she's winning our prestigious award this week. Not everyone wins it. No, that's right. Not everyone wins it twice either. Oh, shush. That's no one was supposed to win it twice. The, again, your decision, not mine. <laughs> Don't pin this all on me, Drew. You didn't give me any input. You just laughed. I did just laugh because I was more than happy for him to win it. I was. However, I also completely support the no one wins it twice policy. Now that's broken. Damn it. Hey, 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 on the plus side, Elon Musk can win again. That's true. Question for you, now that that segment's finished. Was there, is there a Winter Olympic torch relay? I don't know. Because how can there be? Because normally they start in Athens and does it, I don't think it's, it doesn't snow in Athens. So how would they do it if it's like on if it's not on skis and stuff like that or like ice skates? Because I mean the summer ones. Maybe maybe, maybe they don't carry summer. a torch. Maybe they carry a block of ice and they've got to get it to the end before <laughs> all the ice melts. <laughs> yeah, the competitionists or, make it without melting the ice. Well, maybe the ice gets clamped uh, over a cup and they carry the cup as if it's the torch. And as they go around, <laughs> it slowly melts into the cup. And by the end, they pour the water into this new thing the, uh, into a chamber much like the the torch gets put <laughs> up as the big flame 
and they pour it into a into a mold that will snap freeze it into a sculpture that'll stand for the whole two weeks. Who knows? Potentially. You know what's interesting? The next win- uh, next Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo is going to be during our time zone, and then the the following Winter Olympics is also going to be in our time zone. Beijing. Where's the following winter? Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know it snowed in Beijing. But anyway. Hmm. Interesting. We should we should plan a trip for no, that. I can't be bothered. I might go to the summer one in Tokyo. Wouldn't you rather... Uh, okay, I would rather go to Tokyo, but I would rather go to the Winter Olympics than the summer one. I'd rather go to the summer one. You know why? why? Because the Winter Olympics is not you that... You- if you're freezing cold, you don't get to do any sport to warm up or like any exercise to warm yourself up. You just got to stand there in the cold with your warm clothes on. If you're at the Summer Olympics and you're boiling, you can only take off so many layers. Yeah, but I'd rather that than be cold. You get a snotty nose and you have to wear those puffy like ripply jackets and you're fat and you can't put your arms by your sides because you're so puffed up full of clothes and everything. And then you start to sweat, but you're cold on your face. So you're really hot and uncomfortable underneath because you're sweaty. Fine, and fine, 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 fine. We will go to the Summer Olympics. <laughs> if it means I don't have to put up with you whinging <laughs> about the weather. About cold clothes. Oh, if cool. I don't have to hear you whinge, then we go to the Summer Olympics. Hey, Woo, Summer Olympics, Japan, here we come. Hajimamashite. I can't remember what that means. <laughs> you said it. What does that mean? I can't remember. I can't either, which is really sad. Dozo Yuroshiko. I can't remember what that means either, but it means something in Japanese. I can also count to ten in Japanese and then sing a cool song at the same time. It goes, Ichini san yon go rokunan hachuchu akuju, like that. Ichini san shi go rokushichi hachihuju. What about the fact that chicken nuggets is chicken nuggeto? That's a great one. And my name is Furupasan. I can sing the Pizza Hut number in Japanese. Okay. Kyuyon hachi ichi no ichi 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 ichi. Pizza Hut delivery. That's far less entertaining or interesting than 9481 the one the one. Yeah, but it's fun. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, on that rather underwhelming note, uh, <laughs> it's time to wrap up the show. Until next time. Yep. Yep. Thank you.